CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. We are live. I hope everybody's enjoying their week and ready for Friday. We have kind of a jam-packed show today, but normally on the Worst Golf Podcast, you get myself and Morgan. Today, uh, it's just me solo. So, uh, got a couple things to go over, but if you hear crazy animals, we have, uh, we're dog sitting on top of just arrow. We have two others with us, uh, at the office for the next couple of days and, uh, it could get pretty loud. And, um, so that's why she's down in a different area and I am up here. So kicking off the show, welcome to the worst golf podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we're going to be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB. As I went over just a second ago, I'm flying solo. And if you get a chance, whatever you're listening or viewing this on, make sure you like and subscribe. It helps us more than you know. Uh, the last week I've been out. That's why the show is on Friday. We may move this earlier in the week next week. Um, but we'll let everybody know. I had a small procedure done. Nothing to be alarmed about, but it kept me out for a little bit. But a lot to catch up on. Um, last week on the show, we talked a little bit about the Journey to the Goat Cup Health Quest thing that I was doing, and I challenged everybody else to do it. I was pretty cool to go on the THP forum and see so many people jumping in, posting each meal and snack they ate. Um, it, it's different because for me, for the first four or five days, I can't eat solid foods. So it made it a little easier to... Um, kind of go about eating just a protein shake or for each meal. Um, that's uh, one of those things where you just like, oh, wait, what a great diet. Just have something where you can't eat. But, you know, neither here nor there. Thanks for everybody jumping in. Uh, I see people in the chat talking about my hair for some odd reason. And the ironic part is the people talking about it have none. So, you know, I, I don't know. Morgan did not style my hair, but, you know, bald people shouldn't be talking about people with hair. I got an interesting email as this is 2023 and it dawned on me and I've posted about it before that this is 15 years since we've been doing this and you go back to 2009 and 10 even and we had a podcast. The podcasts weren't even a thing back then that you couldn't even get one on your iPhone, I don't think. But, you know, doing all kinds of different things, having a forum, having a website and we're coming up on 9 million posts on the forum, which is, to be fair, a completely arbitrary number. It means absolutely nothing. And, but I shouldn't say and, I should say but. But to us, it does mean something. It means that people are engaging and people are enjoying what we've put out or enjoying each other, whatever it is. Um, we do a lot wrong. We do a lot right. We evolve. We do all kinds of different things. And, you know, our goal is to continue to do that. This isn't some rah-rah cheerleading type of speech. That's not what I'm what I'm working with here. It was just kind of a, a humbling email. And the email went on, and this is kind of a question for you guys. The email went on and asked what I loved about the game of golf. And I had a tough time answering it because I didn't know if it was what do I love about the game of golf because it's what I do. Or if it's what I love about the game of golf from a recreational standpoint. 
And I want to ask everybody here, what is the passion? What do you what do you love about the game? Is it the social atmosphere? Is it the competitive atmosphere? Is it the solitary part of it that you can do it you're on your own? What is your passion? And the, the message to me and the question to me kind of went further and said, you know, now that you work in it, when you get towards retirement? Is it something you're going to do in retirement? And I think the answer is yes. I don't know, but I think the answer is yes, because I do have a passion for it. But I'd love to hear from you guys in the chat and in the forum afterwards or on social media, like what is the passion for the game? Um, I, I, I don't, I, I find it very hard to put in words and anybody who watches or listens to this shows knows that I'm not short of words at any period of time. I might be today. Um, but I don't understand where my passion came from. A lot of people can pinpoint this exact moment when they played golf with their grandfather or their father or were introduced to the game or their first whatever. I can't pinpoint the time when I got a passion for it, but it hit me and it's been with me for a while. And I don't know if it's the same passion. Does the passion change? I guess is the question. Do somebody wrote in the the chat that you'll never retire to me, and they're probably right about that. But um, does the passion evolve? Is it the same? Like, what do you love that anytime you even think of the game drives you into it? And and maybe that's what makes golf so unique is that it's a passion that is hard to explain, but it means so much. And I don't know, I've been thinking about it a lot recently, and this email kind of brought it out. Um, you know, maybe it's because we're moving into our, I'll call it event season, where we have a bunch of experiences coming up for our forum members, or new equipments out. And anybody who knows me knows I get as excited about equipment as anybody on the planet every year. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's a constant for me, and I love it. Um so I'm going to jump into some things. First, for those following along because they want to win a driver, stay tuned. We're going to give away a Cobra Aeroset, Aerojet driver. Excuse me. Easy for me to say. Um, later on in the show, and you're going to get to choose which one you want. And they have a few. It's Max, uh, Standard, and LS are the ones that we have available. And you're going to get to pick which one you want. And we'll talk a little bit about the drivers and how you can enter coming up. But... Somebody asked me a question because we have some experiences coming up. Is there a sweet spot for the number of people? Uh, some of our events have as few as two people winning a trip. Some of them have as many as, you know, 20 something people there. Um, and I don't know the answer to that. I think that years ago we used to do these big gatherings where, you know, we'd have anybody who wanted to come out, come out and enjoy themselves. And I think there's some merit to that. What really came to be for us is, Nobody really needs us to plan that kind of thing. People plan it on our forums all the time and people can get together and, and do that. Uh, but that's not what we consider an experience. And I'm doing finger quotes on the video. So if anybody's uh, uh, following along on the audio portion, that's going to be a little different. But when it comes to the actual experience, we want it to be that step away, that thing that you can't get if you wanted to. And I've talked a little bit about why we choose the courses we do now and things like that. I won't go into that much, but 
when we do an experience, it's it's partnered with uh, a manufacturer, be it a club company, a shaft company, a retail store, an apparel company, whatever it is. And we want a chance. So I'm going to back up and make this long-winded because that's what I do. When I first started in the golf industry, I had met some people who really helped uh, and were influential in THP. And they were, here's an old, old one there water bottle from way back when um, they were helping, you know, introduce us to people. And we met a lot of really good industry people. And by doing so, they, we were invited on these media trips and I got a chance to go to all these wonderful places and they would shut down an entire course and you would be out there with these, I'll call them brilliant minds because that's what they are in R and D or marketing. And, you know, people joke about marketing, but marketing is really important in every facet of life. And it is not just what you think it is. It's not just the advertisement to get you to want something. It's also from color creation to naming convention to everything, every aspect of it, especially in golf where the teams are lean and mean marketing can be bringing a product to market. Forget the, the actual, commercials and all that. That's something different. Actually bringing it to market and having the retail stores educated and the online things written out properly so you know exactly what you're getting. The information we have at our disposal now is unlike anything we had even five or six years ago. And it's at a moment's notice with social media, which is its own issues, but neither here nor there. So I got to go on these media trips to all these places and I got to be with these brilliant minds. And you, you sit down and you talk to them and they are the same as you, me, and everybody else with their passion, going back to what we were just talking about. Um, different because of what their day job is, but the same thing. And that's where this all started to turn from events to experiences. And that happened several years ago where it was no longer about just going out and playing golf with fill-in-the-blank company. It was about creating something that was literally nobody had thought it could be done. Nobody wanted to even try because why? It's different. It's weird. And now it's something that we're proud of and we do and we've done for a number of years and we're not going to stop doing those anytime soon um, as long as people enjoy them. But it's about taking people and putting them in the same experience I got to pull back the green curtain. Green curtain? Just curtain? I don't know. Um, pull back anything and give them access that they couldn't get anywhere. So... When you read things online that says ABC club is this and you have actual the correct information, you could say, no, 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 let me explain. And I think online people have a tendency to do that in a, shall we say, odd way, but they can. And you're, you're going to have the ability to connect with people. So I think when I go back to the, the sweet spot of number of people, it really depends on the company. And we're humbled, fortunate, blessed to be able to choose who we do our experiences with. And we base that on the people there. Um, if a company is, might not have the people who are people, people, is that the best way to say it? You know, the, they, they might not be as good forward facing or socially. It's probably not a great concept for them, but the companies that do, it gives access for regular golfers, unlike anything that's been out before. And I relate it back. I was talking to somebody on a plane uh, before I boarded a plane, uh, one of my many delays a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about, he was going to a golf trip and he mentioned that, you know, he got new clubs and he was excited and he was going to go put them in play. And I'm thinking to myself, 
that is awesome. This guy's so excited about his new clubs and he's going to get to put them in play. Now, what if it reversed it and I told him, you're going to go on this golf trip and when you get there, you're going to get handed a set of clubs. Those are yours to keep. And you're going to get to play with the people who created them. I didn't say any of that to him, but his mind would have been fucking blown because it doesn't happen. And that's what we're doing. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that to pat on the back or anything like that. We do it because we have wonderful partners, but I'm saying it because I think the sweet spot comes down to that. If you go to a THP experience and there's 35 people there and we have one or two people from a company, you're not going to get that personal one-on-one attention that um, you might get and you might feel, I don't want to say privileged, you might feel included. You might feel, it might be a different thing um, than had you just gone up and showed up and played golf and been handed a prize. That's not really what you know. we, we really want to do. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those. I think those are amazing. Um, and I know Morgan thinks very strongly that it should be a max number of eight. I, I don't agree, but she's probably right in this instance. I think we, you know, we've done, we do them with 24, 25, 16, 12. Obviously they got to be in round of four. And I, I, now where we're hosting our events, I have to play in each one of them rather than just entertain people. But either way, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think there is a sweet spot depending on the company. You know, when we're combining, <laughs> excuse me, budget golf and bag boy into this budget championship we have coming up. And I'll go a little bit about that later because there's going to be a contest on it. Um, there's two different companies there. So we can have a few more people there and you can kind of dive in a little deeper because there's a lot of stuff to go over. But if you're at a shaft event where we're doing fittings and things like that, then you know time is limited, but we also don't want to circumvent the fitting. So we want people to have as much time as they want to feel comfortable and everything else. So in that case, we bring two for that the Shaft Up series with US Team Amia, but we also do three of them each year. So it's a little different. And it's very hands-on and one-on-one attention where you can learn as much as you want or as little as you want for that matter. Um, so... I wanted to kind of update that and jump into some THP or questions because we got a couple of good ones. One came up and I'm reading from a notes here is about embargo dates and being first and bad information coming out. And how does it impact me personally? Um, the answer to that is it doesn't. Uh, I've never cared about being first. I understand there's some search engine side of things for that, but it's not really of an interest to me. Uh, I always said from the day we started this that it, if we want to have partners to do the fun, crazy things, we will respect the embargo date they set. Now, it's not my job to honor an embargo date or to keep one. But if a company asks us to, we're always going to do so. That just seems, I don't know, it seems ethical, uh, especially if they're the ones providing the information. If somebody else provides information, we never really tell somebody to take it down unless asked. That's not our thing unless it's watermarked images, in which case that's not really a a cool part of it. But it is interesting how the social media side of things has changed things with people beating their own embargo. And I don't mean companies necessarily. That happened a couple of times last week where uh, using the tailor-made ball one specifically, which is a pretty neat idea. You know, the symbol instead of the number where you can choose a slice of pizza or whatever. Um, they actually hit it. They set an embargo date of 12 p.m. noon Eastern, I believe it was. But they actually hit it on their website, front and center on their website, at midnight the night before. 
So as somebody in my position, what do I do? Do I sit back and wait for the embargo or do I run with the story? Cause we had put some work into a story and I, I chose to run with the story, um, but didn't share it out to the social media world until the time that was appropriate. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, an important side of it because what is an embargo date? An embargo date is a date arbitrary by nature that is set for a company to release a product and for their partners, not necessarily advertising partners, but think of it as a retail store or anybody else to release that information as well. And the reason there's one set is because so correct information can get out. You don't want to have a product, regardless if it's golf or anything else, get released. And all of a sudden, two days later, when the real embargo day comes, it doesn't look like that product. USGA pictures for people who follow on THP forms or any other form out there are very common with this. People see a picture of a golf club that hits the USG conforming list. And they're like, oh, that looks like shit. Well, it's a black and white photo taken in a lab on a white, bla- on a white board. Like it's not going to look good. Um, there's a second side of it, which is a little more human. I don't want to say humanitarian, a little more different for lack of a better term a little more unique which is if you are let's say apple you know i have an iphone here well had one i probably just broke it but and you know that they're releasing at a certain time but let's say they didn't they had a different time each year and you didn't know when that date was coming you didn't know when the product was going to be released but let's say you got a leaked image six months ahead of time saying this is coming soon would you ever spend your money on the thing that's currently in the market, even though everybody on the planet knows that a new model of whatever you're using, consumer good, golf club, phone, computer, is always coming? But would you ever buy the current knowing that something new is right around the corner? The answer is probably not. And I think that that, when you, take it, when you peel layers back like an onion and you're peeling off the little layers of, well, wait, so if I break the embargo, I'm that sales guy who needs to feed his family and things like that. And again, I'm not speaking to golf. I'm speaking in generals and generalizations. They can't sell their product. And you know, it's a big, huge thing. Now, again, it goes back to, it's not up to a golfer to honor an embargo date for a company. It's just not. We choose to um, because of the things we get to do, but we're not asking other people to do it. And so I think, I hope that answers the question. I think it does. Uh, but I, I think that it's fair to at least follow our basic guidelines on the forum, which is no watermarked images. Otherwise, if you have information, please share it. If we're asked to take it down, we will message you privately and explain that we've been asked and we'll discuss it with you. We're not those places that just, up, oh, it's gone. That's just not us. Um, I do think if you want to be in an experience and you want to meet the people at these experiences, it's something to take into consideration because they might have some questions like, why do you break every one of our fucking embargoes? Um, But neither here nor there, that's not how we do things. But I think it's important to at least get both sides of the story out other than, hey, this company breaks this. So I don't remember who asked that one, but I hope I answered the question. It's really comes down to the bottom line of making sure that you get the right information out at the time. Um, Switching up, we have the Goat Cup upcoming. You can see the ring right there. I'm really bad at that from last year's. And uh, we have new rings made, championship rings for the winning team. That's taking place at Arbor Links. And uh, it's with Callaway Golf, uh, a handful of four members. We're going to play, and the winner is going to get championship rings. But just because you're not there doesn't mean you can't win. So 
Stay tuned for a contest coming to THP next week where all you're going to have to do is pick which team's going to win. It's either going to be Team Finley from Jason Finley from Callaway or Team Tudor, Austin Tudor from Callaway. And if you pick right, you might win. And the prize is going to be pretty awesome if you know the guys involved uh, and what they do at Callaway. So I would say be prepared for a fun contest and a great live update thread. Arbor Lynx is a beautiful facility, and you guys are going to love following along and seeing the, the matches. We got 27 holes the first day, 18 the second day, some amazing group dinners planned. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, this kind of ties into something. So a, a THP asked a question. It's a really good question. Will all the events experiences that we do be held at the Dormy Network courses? And the answer is no. I mean, if you go back over the years, we never did them there until last year. Um, right now, the answer is yes. And I understand that geographically, that doesn't align with everybody. Because if you live out on the West Coast, they don't have one there. It doesn't make it impossible to get to. San Antonio is a fairly, it's not a crazy hard airport to get to. Uh, neither are some of the others. But it can be. And travel time adds up. So do costs. You know, we pay for a lot of things in this, but travel is not always one of them. But what I will add to that is we've thought of that. And because of that, we have several that don't cost anything, be it shaft up or others where all you got to do is win and we're paying for everything. So there's that part of it too. Um, I'm not saying as I bang the microphone that we're always going to do them there. Definitely not. We will do them at all different places. But we're trying to give somebody this experience that's unlike anything else. And having a whole course to yourself gen as a generalization and being private and all-inclusive where your meals, your drinks, everything is there where you never have to touch your car. All those things add up to a really really good thing for what we're trying to do with the event. So, you know, for us right now, it makes sense. And I, I've yet to have somebody go to one who didn't leave there saying, Oh my God, I never want to go to another public course again, because there it's just not the same parallel. It's not a tea time factory. It is not a, here's your number, go play golf. And then we'll see you at some local restaurant. Every little piece of detail is handled. Um, we plan everything down to the borderline the minute for each one of these. So I think there's a little bit going on with there. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about a couple things going on right now. If you're on Instagram, we're giving away an Adele wedge, super easy to enter. All you got to do is, uh, follow Adele and THP and then, uh, make sure you tell us in the comments what wedge it's replacing. So pretty easy. Um, and we also next week have Titleist signups going on so that is an event we haven't talked a lot about because there's not a lot about to talk about if that's the best way to say it because it goes back to the embargo thing the clubs that are thps are going to get are not out yet so there's not anything we can really share other than you are going to get new equipment you are going to play dormy club in north carolina you're going to do so with uh pretty big people at Titleist, including the person who actually designed the clubs you're, you're playing and you're going to have a great time. And it's going to be 
something special. And I'm really looking forward to this one. We've, we've put a lot of planning into it, so it's going to be pretty awesome. And I'm getting a lot of questions in the chat. Well, you know, they need a thing here. They need a course there. When are you going to put one here? I, I'll be honest. Planes go both ways. You guys can travel to them just like we can. We have to travel. There's no, there's no Dormy Network course in Florida, and that's where I live. I know that that doesn't always make it easy, but I can tell you nobody's going to leave one thinking, boy, that was definitely not worth it. That is a guarantee. But to answer the question as far as the tri-state area, yes, we have one at Hidden Creek coming up. The signups are actually, I just spoke about them. They're actually next, a week from today, uh, on the THP forum. So um, that is going to be fantastic. Um, we had a contest last week for the granddaddy. And if you guys don't know it, uh, what are you missing? You're missing out the ultimate. When we talk about our experiences, the granddaddy is the biggest and the best of them all. Um, it's the only one we don't plan. Callaway does. And uh, it's pretty special. We had a contest for another uh, teammate. And on next week's show, we'll announce who that is. So I think that that's pretty exciting. The team is filling up nicely. There's still going to be five or six. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? I hit the fucking mic again. Oh, sorry. Morgan's not here to correct me. Um, the We have five or six spots that are still remaining, I believe. And I think that uh, the team is filling up nicely and we're going to continue doing them this way. So everybody has a chance to get in because there's nothing like it anywhere and there's not going to be anything like it anywhere. If you guys knew what that event cost, it would blow your mind. Uh, and I'm sure people who have been to it have tried to figure it out, but it would blow your mind. Um, somebody asked about, I'm talking a lot about events and I don't really mean to, we're going to dive into some other stuff here shortly, but somebody asked about the project X experience and what we're doing and what makes it different. Cause I've talked about it a little bit. So I'm going to give you some details in that most of the time, if we do a shaft event, it's, it involves a, a specific driver head. And when I was talking to project X, one of the cool things was, is they were like, no, 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 we want them to keep their driver head. They might love their club. So why tie it to a certain brand? We're going to fit them to that one. And then we're going to create a custom shaft for them after the fitting. You're going to get basically one to put in play right away. And then you're going to get a, a custom one after the fact. And Keenan and uh, Logan are going to be there. And we're going to do this right at the range at the Dormy Club. And it's going to be pretty awesome because you're using real golf balls. We'll have real launch monitor. We'll have the whole nine yards. We're going to get you dialed in really well. And then you're going to go right away to play golf. And we're going to make it fun golf, energetic, fun not necessarily uber competitive, but just a really good time. And uh, we're really excited about that. So sign us for that are coming up soon. Uh, they're not here yet, but that's going to be pretty, that's going to be pretty awesome. And it's a special, special time is all, I guess the best way to say it. Uh, we're giving away a Cobra driver here and I, I really effed this up because I don't have it in my hand, but they have three models that we have here. I think there's a fourth model actually, but uh, you have a Max, you have a Standard, and you have an LS. And there's a really good article on our website. I think James wrote it, breaking down the the different tech in each one of those. I think that's worth reading if you're super interested, if you don't know about which way to make your entry. But you can win your choice. You're going to win the Standard, the Max, or the LS. Basically, Standard is going to fit the core group of people. The Max is going to be a little more forgiving. Offers a little more spin. If you hit a low ball, the max is a really good one. Personally, that's the one I was fit into. And the LS is very low spin. 
very aerodynamic, real tech aerodynamic story, but low spin and low launch. So you want to make sure you, you, that that's the right fit for you, but all three of them are excellent and you're going to win your choice. So what you're going to do to enter is when the show is over, we've done them like this before. You're going to like the video, wherever you're watching, it could be Facebook or YouTube. We're on simultaneously at both. And you're going to leave a comment there with which driver head you want and what driver it's replacing. That's it. That's all you're going to have to do, but you have to wait till after the show. So it doesn't populate in super chat here. Instead, it populates in the comments so we can put it into a random number generator and pick a winner. So that's how you're going to enter when the show goes off. You pick your one. It's awesome. The driver's fantastic. It's sitting right out there. Uh, and uh, we'll get that shipped out. We'll announce the winner on next week's show. So you'll have a, a few days to enter. Um, but we're going to cut it off pretty quick to make sure that people are watching the video or, or listening to the audio and then making their comment, my God, what is wrong with me? I need her across from me. You see that I'm basically incompetent without her here. Um, so we'll get that shipped right out to you and you're going to get a great driver and you're, and it's phenomenal. Um, which one do you guys want? The people are in the chat. I see some people posting that they want the max or the standard. Which one do you guys want? Lots of uh, people all over the board, really. Um, so people asked about the shelf. And as you can see, when the camera's just in this view, you really get a decent thing of like the ass man and the Mizuno bags and the custom Truvis ball with the THP logo and some head covers. And congrats on 10. The congrats on 10 was a license plate made for us by Mike Yagley at Cobra Golf uh, when we hit our 10 year anniversary. And then the goat cup ring and the wooden box that you can't really make out is a pretty cool box uh, done by Evolve Golf that's really bespoke and handmade. And I got to fix the focus there and change the F-stop because uh, it's got the nice THP logo carved in there. But I got that bottom shelf right there where my thumb is. Got to fill that out. And somebody asked if I put Dormy Network stuff in there. Uh, I don't think so. I try to keep it partner or unique specific and we're not really partners with them. We're just members. Um Maybe I, I I'd love I happen to love their logo and my, many of their logos, which is wild. If you get to go to one of these, it's hard in that pro shop, man. Have, it, assuming you're not at Dormy Club, but let's say you're at Valley Hack or Briggs Ranch or one of the other ones, half the pro shop will be Dormy Network logos, which is the single flag. Uh, looks like this. My God, it'll look like this, and then the other half will be their course logo. And course logos vary. Some of them are great. Some of them people may not like, but I like most of them. I like pretty particular to the uh, the goat climbing the the mountain there in for the Valley Hack one. But the Grable course that's opening next year has a great logo. I know I am a bull in a china shop today. Somebody wrote in the chat. I like. I don't know. I'm not myself right now, as some people may have figured out. But uh, we're getting there. Um, so. When you go there, I always say like, put a few bucks away each week just so you have pro shop money because whatever you leave, you're going to wish you bought more. And I know that sounds dumb. You're getting new clubs and new everything. You don't need to buy anything, but you will and you're going to want to. And uh, that's uh, neither here nor there, but you will remember it more for the stuff you didn't get that you thought about than the stuff you did. Um I wanted to ask you guys a question as it pertains going back to the, what we talked about earlier about the passion of the game. 
when you're on a golf trip, whether it's one of ours, whether you're with buddies, whatever it is, are you a wall-to-wall golf guy? Are you one of those people who wants to wake up 7 a.m. and go play 54 in a day, 36 in a day, play a bunch of different courses? Or are you a, I want 18, um, I want to have breakfast with the group, play 18, maybe go check out the pro shop and then have a great dinner and then wake up and do it again. Like which way are, which way do you fall in that? Cause I was asked that this morning and I kind of am in the middle. I was always, uh, I only want to play 18, but now the last couple of times I've played 27 and 36. Um, I think it depends on the pace too. There is nothing worse than fucking slow play on a golf trip. Nothing I, like it is absolutely the plague of existence of a golf trip. And resort courses are horrible for this because they don't want to complain to the guests who then complain back, say, I paid my damn money. Fuck you. Get off the course. You've been out here for six hours. Um, sorry. But I think that there's a there's a happy medium, and I don't know where that is. And I, and I don't think it's a skill level thing. I think bad golfers, Christ, I do that a lot. I think bad golfers can play really quickly. But when you're at like six hour rounds, five hour rounds, like that is not fun. You're still playing golf, but you're hitting a ball and then you're standing there for 15 minutes. I I don't know. To me, like that's just not fun. If you're paying really good money on a golf trip, a four hour round should be doable. Maybe four and a half with a really difficult course, but I don't know. I, that's why I asked like the 36 thing we were talking about playing at a place and, the average course time for a weekend vacation there is like five hours and 10 minutes. And, and I'm thinking with how fast I swing, not the actual swing speed, but the time it takes for me to make contact, that's basically hitting a ball and waiting 15 minutes in between my next shot. That sounds miserable. I don't know about anybody else, but that just doesn't sound fun to me. I'd rather do it someplace else. Um, somebody asked where that is. I'm not going to call them out because they're currently working on their pace. But it rhymes with PJ National. Um, so you know, I think that there's a there's a fine line there, and I think some courses handle it better than others. But I don't know. I, to me, it seems like if I'm going to go on a golf trip, I want to actually play golf, not play standing. So that's kind of where we are. Um, I'm going to cut this week's episode short. I think we've gone on long enough. You guys know the contest entries. We have a big show coming up next week. Obviously, Granddaddy announcement. We are going to give away this Cobra driver. Morgan should be back with me unless she quit. I don't know. Or she fires me. There's entirely, that's possible too. She's probably done it a few times. But uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.